of you got little ones going back to school? Do they suffer from the phenomenon of school refusal? It affects more kids than I was aware of. Amy Jacobson joins us now. She's a human behaviour expert. Good morning, Amy. Morning. How are you, Mel? Look, I'm not too bad, but for some parents across the NT, in fact, across Australia, getting the kids out the door and off to school, well, it's a high-pressure environment. It is, it is. There's so many fears, right? They, they've got so many things racing through their mind and I actually think there's a whole lot of parents out there too that may even be a little bit more stressed than the kids. So anxiety and stress, it's ramp, isn't it, through families? Yeah, it, look, it is. And I think it's becoming more, um, more open and more known about, but certainly we're noticing it a lot more with children as well. So when we're trying to get the kids out the door and trying to get them enthused about school, what can we do? How can we be more understanding? I think it all comes down to preparation. Uh, there are so many ways out there now, especially these days with your social media outlets, that we can actually prepare the kids a lot more than we could in the past. So I'll give you five quick tips on, on what I think is probably a good way to get your kids prepared and yourself prepared before you're going back to school. The first one is the, the community Facebook pages are fantastic. Majority of the schools have them now. It gives you a chance to get familiar with the other parents about how the school works. You can usually get class lists off there and you can usually start to form a little bit of a bond, right? So you know you're not walking into the unknown on the first day and you know what that, that year of school ahead is going to look like. So definitely worth joining those school community Facebook pages and trying to just get a feel of everything and helping I mean, sometimes when we have our worst fears, right, it's good to speak to somebody else that's feeling the same way. Mm, and always we build them up so much in our mind that really they're not that big when we face them. No, that's exactly right. It's just most of the time it's the fear of the unknown, right? It's, not, it's, it's something that we can't control. We don't know what's going to happen. There's, there's so much excitement, yet there's nervousness happening mm. there as well. And, and especially for kids that are starting new schools or starting school for the first time, they really don't know what to expect yet. No, absolutely. So knowledge is power. Expose them to what's going to happen and just take the wind out of those fears. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, the second tip that I'd say definitely is find out what other new kids are starting that day. So this is even for kids that aren't new to the school. Generally, every school has someone new that's starting in the year that 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 day, basically, and they're going to be feeling the pressures probably more than anyone. So if you are new, find the other new kids that are there and make friends with the parents, introduce the kids so they feel like they know someone straight away before they walk into that room. But even if you're a bit unsure and you're returning that year, it's a great opportunity for you to welcome in the new kid as well. And that'll take that anxiety away from you as you're caring for someone else. Absolutely. That's two. Number three is preparation. And look, I can remember this from when I was younger. Don't let your kid be that kid that comes to the school, the new school, in the wrong uniform. Yes. They stand out yeah. like a sore thumb. So try to get the right uniforms, the right book list prior to the first day. The kids are already feeling anxious enough. If they don't have the right equipment and they don't feel like they visually fit in, then it's just going to make things worse. So try to be as prepared as possible so that they do slot right in with everyone around them. Yeah, I think that one's really important. 
Yeah, I think I can remember when I was mm. actually going to a new school and turning up in my old school uniform and everyone looks at you as soon as you walk in the gate. Yeah. So you've got to try and avoid those. Any reason that somebody else is going to be looking at your child mm. and wondering or questioning, that just takes away that anxiety and that fear as well. Absolutely. That's three. The fourth one is be early. We know as adults how daunting it can be to walk into a room full of people. Now, kids are exactly the same. If they're walking into a classroom full of kids, it's a lot more daunting than if they were to walk in there with only the teachers there or a couple of kids that they can get to know and talk to and then watch the others arrive. So always great to be early. And as well, they won't feel rushed. You don't want that pressure of feeling rushed as well. And I guess if you're there early, you can take a little walk around the school campus, check out where the tuck shop is, the bubblers are, and where the loos are. Yes, yes. And you're right, though, because, again, that's taking away that uncertainty. They feel like they know what they're doing and and all of their fears are taken care of because they know how the day is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. And what have you got as number five? Number five, very much similar to what we were just talking about in that make a list together of all the worst things that could possibly happen. So before you get to that day, let's sit down and say, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen on this day? And then come up with ideas on how to reduce the risk of that happening. So a lot of our anxiety and fear actually sits in our subconscious mind. So when we started dressing that subconscious mind and crushing those fears and saying, okay, we can't control it, but if this happens, this is what we do. If this happens, this is what we do. So it's mitigating those risks and really taking those fears away. And I guess one thing too, and you're really highlighting it by saying these are the five things, is talking about the anxiety, talking about the fear to take away its power. Yes. So often we try to brush it under the carpet and say there's no need to be, no need to feel like that. Mm. No, you don't need to feel like that. But you know what? They do feel like that. So address the fear rather than trying to push it away. Yeah, absolutely. And this phenomenon of school refusal, I didn't realise that there were so many kids who were just going, nah, I'm not going. No, it's crazy, isn't it? It It's scary, I think, too, because I think parents feel like they have less control over it. And they're really concerned about the impact that they could have on the kids by forcing them to go. But it is a scary thing. And I think if this is happening in school refusal, how do we stop that then turning into work refusal or, you know, this being something that actually carries through the rest of their life? It's really something that we need to get a hold of right now. So when we look at getting hold of, because there is a difference between school refusal and a kid that has anxiety around school. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Your anxiety around school is you still know you're going, but you're a little bit anxious and you've got all these kind of butterflies happening. You're not sure what's going on. School refusal is really when they've decided in their mind, no. It's not happening. And trying to change something like that is extremely hard. Now, what I would suggest out of those five tips that I gave you, that fifth one is really important around school refusal. We need to get to the actual crux of what is it that is telling them that no, they cannot go. No, they do not want to go. So, And it will be that worst case scenario. Mm. It'll be that, that absolute core, if this happens, it's the end of the world for me. So it's really talking around that and trying to mitigate those areas there. So not an easy thing, but I think those kids with school refusal, we really need to start paying more attention to and working out how that we can actually break down what it is, what that core fear is that's turning it into school refusal. Amy, excellent advice this morning. Thank you so much for your time and we'll catch up again real soon. Sounds great, Mel. Have a great day.